Judah and Matthew are dumpster people, and they occasionally use foul and inappropriate language. Listen at your own risk. They're the guys who know just what you want to hear. The blogs are updated just five times every year. It's the show. Welcome, everybody. Episode two of Brother Date. I'm Matthew. I'm Judah. What's I know going you on? thought there would never be a second episode. <laughs> no. Well, two. this is a streak. Two in a row. Yeah. So probably every week forever now. Yep. I, I mean, say, just based on these two. Yeah, I'd say everybody uh, put it on your calendar. It's, yeah. It's coming. Set your watch to it. What's going on, uh, Michael Dukakis? That's your name now. For this episode i am michael dukakis uh man was it, it was hot as two shits yesterday yeah it was one of our early california dumb it's april so now it's allowed to be 90 days yeah which are the worst and like i was not i didn't really prepare for it mentally now see i'm anything over 80 degrees the first time of the year will give me a headache mm. so i saw it on the uh <clears throat> on the forecast, and I got all prepared. On Monday evening, I was, like, cleaning out the AC filter and getting them shits in the window and ready to go. And so by Tuesday, when it was kind of warm, I was already running the AC, and then I was... Killed it on Wednesday. I killed it! Yeah. So it's like, I either need to buy a new air conditioner, which is probably what's going to end up happening, or... My bedroom air conditioner broke while it was still under warranty, Ooh. but it's like, um, that doesn't mean anything. There's no, there's nobody in this area that can repair it. Oh. So it's like, I had this back and forth exchange with the company and they're like, well, you can send it to us. And I knew right away that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to, this thing weighs 80 pounds. I'm not going to box up this gigantic thing and ship it Exactly. Somewhere. Right. So I'm not going to box it up and send it to you. So you can send it to us and we'll either fix it or replace it. And I'm, and also it was like, it was like the high, high heat in July time of year. Ugh. So I was like, okay, so cool. So I can live without an air conditioner for like minimum of two weeks. Right. Uh, and have to send it to you. And they're like, or, you know, um, we can send you the part and you can find someone to replace it. And then I'm like, I bet I can replace it. <laughs> I bet I can fix it. Uh-huh. Uh, slam cut to nine months later, the part is sitting next to the air conditioner. <laughs> <laughs> so it's what you just I, got another one or you just live without it i mean this is kind of a deep cut so the thing that was broken <laughs> no the people want to know what happened with your ac the way this thing works is uh water condenses and drips into the bottom of the air conditioner and then there's like a spinning fan that throws the water back up onto the hot part oh and then when it evaporates it gets blown out through the air duct so, when the fan broke on mine, A, water would just continue to fill up until it would reach the water sensor and shut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and B, it doesn't work as good because it's not, the hot parts aren't being cooled by that water evaporation. Sure. So, the first part we fixed by attaching a drain hose that goes down into a five-gallon gas can. Okay. So the air conditioner runs. It doesn't work the best, but it right. works enough to like keep the bedroom under 80 degrees. Okay. Even when it's basically 100. And then, you know, at night it gets cool, so we just run fans in the windows. So you didn't replace the unit or anything, or even replace the broken part? No, but you the just... broken part is sitting next to the unit. <laughs> so now... Jerry rigged a real swampy solution. Right. Exactly. Like so I've got a real garbage person solution to that mm -hmm. that I rigged up in five minutes at the hardware store with hose and a, a fucking hose clamp and a <laughs> gas can. What's that? Oh, that's a 
That's our swampy water bucket. Yeah. Just to keep us cool. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know, maybe this weekend, while it's cool again, I should attempt to fix it. Yeah, you'll but, have some time. But the thing is, I know for sure when I attempt to fix it, it'll break for good. Well, then you'll have a good excuse to go get a new one. Slash being probably so catch on fire. Well, you'll have plenty of time to fix it. It'll, it'll be... The hot days will be kind of... Uh, intermittent few and far between and actually it's not that it doesn't get that bad in this house until there's like two hot days in a row and the house is then holding on right because the the house gets cool overnight i mean cold overnight still yeah one hot day is not a problem yeah we actually did too too good a job last night i feel like we are devoting a lot of time to this hot day that wasn't that hot but it's still um, we ran the AC a hell of a long time, and then I had some of the windows open, too, and this morning, uh, Marjan was all curled up in the bed trying to preserve body heat, <laughs> because we had kicked the blankets to, like, the foot of the bed, <laughs> and so I had to kind of lazily reach over with one eye open and try to put the blankets back on us. So, yes, it it, uh, it cooled down pretty quick. Yeah. That's the resolution, everybody. So it's good. Not everything has a nice, easy resolution like that. That's right. We wrapped it up with a fucking bow on it, just for you people. Just for you, Shannon. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I assume. Uh, she has yet to uh, to follow us. Oh, that's not good. But okay. she'll she'll pick it up sooner or later. She's always interested in our in our goings on and doings. Yeah. I feel sorry for her. Um, I woke up this morning, Matt, and my uh, my social media feeds were fucking chalk to the brim with this um. Rogue One trailer. Yeah, it's the new... It's the Star Wars movie that's in between, like, the main plot Star Wars movies. Right. It's I like a fi- filler it Star as, Wars movie. As the first Star Wars Gaiden movie. <laughs> right, exactly. Although <laughs> uh, I think that they officially are referring to these movies as Star Wars anthologies. Boo. Yeah. Yeah, I think our uh, social media feeds are different, because until you told me about it, I had not really... Uh... Well, look, to be 100% honest, my social media feed, as always, was dominated by UniWatch. <laughs> Good. As it should be. And it's, you know, yeah. the baseball season just started, so there's lots of new content. Yeah, you know, the Giants used uh, gold-trimmed uniforms this year, but they were different from the gold-trimmed uniforms in 2011 and 2013. <laughs> it's that kind of fascinating material. <laughs> right. So, um, so Rogue you... One... Did you get a chance to take a peek at this uh, at this year trailer? Yeah, I, I watched it this morning when you when you told me it was out because when the real Star Wars movie happened last year and the trailer came out, it was like crazy news even on even on my differently nerdy feed, right? And uh, and it was like oh Star Wars trailer and everyone was going crazy. But for this one, I hadn't heard anything. So when you um, when you sent it to me, I watched it. Yeah, uh, it looks so bad. Well, okay, so the protagonist, spoiler alert, it can't be a spoiler, it's a trailer. Um, It's, it's, a, uh, it's another lady, but she's like a real brooding, um, moody lady. She's like, I'm a badass, and I'm going to talk about how I'm a badass over and over again. Is that is that basically correct? I mean, yeah, so th- the number one thing that pissed me off about this trailer was, like, this is a movie about the mission to steal the Death Star plans. Oh, you know, okay. The the thing you wondered the most about from Star Wars. Hey, how'd they get them plans? <laughs> right. Oh wait, no, you it just mentioned in the trailer that they had the plans in the <laughs> I'm sorry, in the uh in the role in the beginning. It just yeah. said, Oh, they got them Death Star plans, and you're like, Cool. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I'm yeah, totally cool. Answer to the question nobody asked, how'd they get them Death Star plans? Mm-hmm. Also, by the way, because uh it seemed like the no one was keeping keeping that close an eye on those plans, like, uh, the, they're just, the, the Geonosians just, like, have it displayed in their main briefing room in uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yes, they do. Hey, that was a secret base where only, you know, it turns out several people fight, figured out where it was, but, um, secret base. Yeah. I know, but it's like, they're just, they're just like, oh, shit. What are we going to do with these plans? Also, because nothing can be transmitted digitally in Star Wars, they have to physically give the plans to Count Dooku to get out of there. It doesn't <laughs> right. make any sense. But anyway, 
The, yeah, the answer to the question nobody asked, how they get the Death Star plans, and they have to introduce this, like, badass rebel character who, like, the first 25 seconds of the trailer is they're just, like, reading her rap sheet. That's right. I heard she was a real badass. I heard she was even badder than that. Yeah, and then it's she's like, like right. aren't you guys rebels? That's what I do. I rebel. Like, and oh. I would be like, yeah, we don't. We're trying to do a thing here. <laughs> That's right. Like, I don't know if you looked around, but this is like a hangar with starships in it. That's right. We got, like, such as an admiral. Like, all all of these guys, all of them, went to flight school. That's right. I don't know if you knew that, but, like... They're not just we're brooding trying to, jerks. We're trying to do something here. We're, we're not looking for teen angst. Well, and then I, I like how in the trailer it's like, oh, you have to steal plans on some kind of secret weapon, and it's like slowly, it kind of pans out, and you see that it's the Death Star, and it's like, really, the Death Star again? We haven't done enough with the Death Star? We did two whole movies about the Death Star? Two movies about the Death Star, and we gotta do another the last movie. movie had basically the Death Star. <laughs> yeah, the last movie was just different Death Star, Death Planet, or whatever. Like here, and come, here, here comes some more Death Star. Yeah, we gotta do more Death Stars. Like, I, I get it, it's, uh... uh it's the only thing the Empire ever came up with, apparently, but it makes for a pretty dull super weapon when you've already seen it three fucking times. Yeah. And then and then the rest of the trailer is like, here's a shot of somebody you don't know. Here's a shot of somebody you don't know. Here's another unknown actor. Here's a here's shot Forrest of Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. What the yep. hell? <laughs> That's exactly correct. <laughs> that took me out of it. Well, I saw him and I just went, oh, Bloodsport. He was in Bloodsport. He's in Bloodsport? It was like his first role. He plays like one of the dumb FBI guys who's um, chasing around uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme throughout the whole film. Yeah. No, anyway, it's, it's his worst role, but that's what I think of when I see him. Anyway, this, this trailer looks like it should be a trailer for, like, a Marvel superhero movie. Yeah. Or... Like a new Transformers movie. Like, it's got all of the low bass notes... Oh, that if it's a if you're watching this trailer in the theater, it's probably rumbling you a little bit. Right, yeah. It's just like every two seconds it goes, wow. Oh, not only that, dude. Wow. At one point, some noises start to happen that sounded like some, some kind of injured bantha or something. Oh, yeah, the the siren, the takeoff siren in the, <laughs> in the hangar on Yavin. Seriously, the first, like, three times it happened, I thought there was, like, a wounded animal. And then only after that I went, oh, no, this is the soundtrack. I mean, they probably straight pulled that uh, sound out of the original Star Wars sound effect library. Because mm-hmm. uh, Ben Burt, who did all the sound effects for Star Star Wars, was always real clever, like, oh, uh, the TIE Fighter? Yeah, it's got a lion roar as part of its sound. <laughs> Chewbacca? Oh, he's two types of bear blended together. Yeah. Uh, so, I would. there probably are animal components to that sound. It yeah, probably totally. sounds like an animal because it's like eight percent animal and ten percent synthesizer, and the the remaining uh, the remaining eighty two percent is just like him banging on a weird high tension cable. <laughs> and um, wh- which one is the bantha, by the way? Is the bantha the, the big one, or is that the one that they cut open and lived inside? Yeah, that was a tauntaun. The bantha's oh. the big shaggy one on uh, Tatooine. Maybe I was thinking of a tauntaun then, just in case that clears anything up for any nerds. Yeah, I thought it was an injured tauntaun. Yeah. No, it's very animalistic sound, but uh, I don't know who cut this trailer together, but it does not it does not look or feel like a Star Wars movie to me. Yeah, and then in the end, it's like, oh, wait, what? what is she dressed in? What? what what's going to happen? Is she, is she a good guy? Is she, is she a bad guy? And they're like, oh, if you keep killing, you know, you're going to become a, you know, whatever. Forrest Whitaker, I had to say. I don't know. Look like he looked like a mix between Forrest Whitaker and Ricky Williams. A little bit. Also, it sounds like he's doing a voice. He probably is. Probably like John Stamos. But the um, another thing that makes me think this trailer was like maybe not put together by the A team is the the music that plays mm. in the beginning. Uh. Which is some kind of variation on a Star Wars theme? It is a variation on on one of the Star Wars themes, but the Star Wars themes are all leitmotifs. Right. So they all correspond to something, right? Like the main Star Wars music is actually Luke's theme. Right. Um, 
and Leia has a theme and Han and Leia together have a theme and the rebellion has a theme and so on. And it would make sense for them to be playing the rebellion theme in this trailer, but they're not. Um, they're playing, uh, I want to play a little bit, bit of it here. Oh, yeah. So this is the start of the trailer. State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Etc. Sounds like the, that's the, that little the two sunsets music, right? The two sunsets music, right. Um, that is what's called the Force theme. Okay. So that plays throughout the other Star Wars movies when the force is implicated in some way. Ah. Like when someone uses the force or discovers that they have force powers, it's the force music. Okay. So does that mean something? Is that accidental? So you're, yeah, you're angry. You're trying to figure out whether that, whether we're supposed to, whether only the power nerds will pick up on that and then determine that that means that this lady is force sensitive or something. So it's like either she has the force, which would be boring to me because why does every character in star Wars have to have the force? Yeah. It's probably not that rare or she doesn't have the force. And then it just makes me angry that whoever did this didn't pay attention. (laughs) Right. That's some star Wars music. I, I think you may be threatening to uh, overthink this. Uh, it's, well, look, <laughs> what's the point? What's the point of thinking if not overthinking? Oh, well, yeah, I guess. It's true. Yeah, I, um, I just looked at it and I thought, oh, what are those noises in the back? And then I was... It's not a lot of good material, I guess. Yeah. So when is that coming out? Is that summer or what? what's the deal? Uh, you know, they didn't give a date. But yeah. these Star Wars movies usually come out in, like, December. Yeah. That's when the last one came out. So probably around then. I still, uh, still haven't seen any movies in the theater in ages. I think the last one I saw was Star Wars. So I should... that'll probably be the next one I see, too. It's the next Star Wars movie. The, um, the last Star Wars movie came out on Blu-ray this week. Oh, yeah. On the... Whatever Tuesday was, the 5th? Yep. So, uh... Did you partake? Yeah, I did. Why not? And did you watch... Did you watch the movie and the commentary? You know, if there is a traditional commentary on this, I can't find it. Really? Yeah. Huh. There's like... There's like four hours of bonus features. Oh, well, that's something. Yeah, but they're like on a second disc. You'd think... Oh, that's so old school. That feels like 1999 DVDs to me. It does, yeah. Uh, You'd think that there would be a commentary on there. Like, people would be interested in what uh, happened. Yeah, I would have thought so. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, there's... But... There's commentary for all kinds of dumb movies. I mean, we we talked about it last week. Spaceballs has a commentary. That's right, yeah. That's, no, one, no one was really interested in how that got made. I mean, we all heard the jokes... They were all right on the nose, so there wasn't really. There's no mystery to that movie. Yeah, it's like, oh, there I know, yogurt. Unpack yogurt's Yoda. <laughs> yeah, Yo- I think yogurt's Yoda, guys. I called it. If they say yogurt's Yoda, then I called it first. So uh, anyway, I spent the morning thinking that this looks dumb and bad, and uh, like after they just made a, a pretty competent movie, stepping back to some uh, prequels level nonsense with this. Mm-hmm. would be a, a real disappointment. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of worried... They, they could easily have just not made these. Yeah, but they felt like... Well, one, they felt like they wanted to make billions of dollars, but they felt like they had to hold us over until the next one. But I'm worried about the next one anyway, because they're all going to be done by different filmmakers. And yeah, that's true. Not only am I afraid it's going to be really inconsistent and they're not going to really match up that well, or or um, it'll be tough to pick up the threads... But um, what if the next guy just sucks? Yeah. What if the next guy just can't make a movie? Well, that wouldn't be good. Blow it. The next guy could do a real Batman versus Superman on this. (laughs) I still haven't seen that. I I had a couple friends text me and say they saw it. And one of my friends um, has just 
horrible taste. And so when he texted and said that uh, he rather enjoyed it, I went, you know what? That's as close to a negative review <laughs> as you're going to get. I mean, that's, that's, I mean that, that's basically an indication that I should not see this film. You just said to yourself, duly noted. That's right. I wasn't really itching to see it anyway because of my whole aversion to uh, superhero movies. But yeah, no. Instead, so, I've um, instead I've just been watching a ton of television. Yeah. Okay. Like what? Well, because our so Marjan comes home super late every night because of lab work. So our DVR is always full of things that have recorded throughout the day, and we usually don't get to everything until the weekend because we don't we don't get that much time to watch in the evenings so uh at any time there's usually like three or four three or four shows that we need to watch and so some of these things are things that marjan watches that i just kind of sit through like uh the walking dead oh that's still going on big episode this last week didn't it yeah it was the finale or whatever all the finales are the same somebody got killed but you don't know who I saw one episode or two episodes from season one or something. So, but so I have no idea who any of these people are, and I don't care about it. But I saw on again, it was one of these things where my feeds were blowing up. Yeah, it's taken it's taken turns over the years being uh, a poorly written show and a very boring show. Every season is the same season. All right, they run into a group of like other humans, some community of humans. And it turns out those humans are the worst bad guys. Every season. So like, oh, watch out for zombies. No, zombies are barely even in the show, really. Right, there are, there are zombies, but the real enemy is man. That's right, it turns out it's man. And, it turns um, out it's man. That's every Futurama every season's best. the same. They come across some community, and at first they're like, oh, we finally found civilization, and things are going to be so good. And uh, after the first two times, I just went, nope, nope, that's not going to work. And every time uh, they get into some kind of uh, big firefight with some human human community of progressively worse and worse bad guys. So the season was exactly the same. Just uh, running into humans and fighting them in the zombie apocalypse. So it's this is a really a Marjan show. This is not something that has caught you in any way. Yeah, that's a Marjan show. I'd say... Um... I'd say Blackish is more of a Marjan show. My favorite character. Do you ever have you ever seen Blackish? No, I've never even seen a single episode. So, that must be like a network sitcom. Yeah, it always comes after Modern Family. So if you're not watching the shows, if you're not DVRing them or watching them as they run, then you'll you won't you won't get the lead in and stuff like that. Mm. They usually just stream shows, right? Uh, almost exclusively, yeah. yeah. So anyway, we we started watching it because it came on after Modern Family a couple seasons ago, and um. It's alright, my favorite character is not on the show anymore. It was, uh, it was kind of a uh, funny sidekick character who left the show, so now I don't even have any reason to watch. But that, that's a Marjan show. Um, I don't know, Broad City to a certain extent. Broad City makes me laugh sometimes. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I haven't seen anything from... The third season's underway, right? Yes. I saw, I've saw. i seen the first two seasons, and uh, I really like them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I like good. Hannibal Burris's character. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. The dentist. Yes, that's the, yes, the dentist <laughs> who puts up with those girls for some reason. I, you know, I guess he's he's screwing one of them. I guess how it's well, he is. Um, I think I like what I like about that show is I like depictions of like way too intimate friendships. <laughs> yep. Like, and that's something that that show has in common a little bit with workaholics. Is yes. like those guys are like way too into each other's business. Yes, they're often torqued in each other's presence. <laughs> the number of erections on workaholics. <sighs> uh, I actually think Broad City is more consistent than workaholics, because there are some uh, workaholics yeah. episodes that are garbage. Yeah, but very sometimes workaholics just like just gets me to crack. Like, That's what I'm saying. There are episodes of workaholics that I kind of consider to be classics. And I don't, I don't know if there are any like that on Broad City, but yeah, that's and that's another show that we watch like a year behind on the stream, right? Rather than watch live. I um, so I I have so many hours that I have to kill when um, when Marjan's out all the time because I don't bother having a personal life because I, I feel like it's just going to be pretty disappointing. So I just um, 
I have to pick up random projects here and there, so I started watching uh, this show on Stars, Black Sails. Uh, it's the pirate show. It's the pirate show. Um, it's not a great show, and I think you can tell because in the opening credits, it, it it says that Michael Bay is involved, and that's usually the indicator, right? That's generally not an indicator of quality. If yeah. Bay or Bruckheimer is involved, you can just kind of go, "Oh, it's it's kind of going to be garbage." Um, yeah. it's one of those shows where they clearly are trying really hard to make a good show. Everything's shot on location, and it's a period piece, and all the costumes look really good, and you know they got special effects for cool Age of Sail battles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it is also just entirely miscast. I don't believe oh, no. I don't believe one actor on that show in any of the roles. Oh, that's a bummer. They're like, oh, there's um, she's like a a strong lady, and she she's the pirate boss on this island, but she's also a very attractive young blonde woman. Oh, you know, right. in 1715, when nobody looked like they were being consumed by disease. Right. Yeah. When everybody didn't have a skin condition. <laughs> exactly. No, she looks uh, you know just like entirely perfect, but but she's a she's a tough pirate boss. And then, uh, oh, there's another chick, and she's she's a whore, uh, but once again, um, no indication of uh, foulness or disease. Right. And uh, oh, and there's also a lady pirate. We actually just cast a runway model. We just cast a runway <laughs> model, and we put like some dirt on her face. Her face is a little bit dirty, but she's a, she's a tough lady pirate. You got to watch out for her. She'll she'll stab you in the back. And uh, the the male choices are are really not. Not any better at all. Like, there's this, this one... This is another... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, there's this one guy who is clearly faking an English accent, and you can tell because he will only say three words at a time in a very low rumble. He's like, I don't know. And you're like, uh, wait, is he putting on an accent? And sure enough, like, you, you see in one of, like, the behind-the-scenes things that comes on after the show, dude's just a totally total American mm-hmm. who clearly has no idea how to do an accent, so they have him say, like, three words at a time, just as quiet as he can. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, the whole show is just, uh, just horribly cast. A lot of bad actors. And it's just an excuse, basically, for cable titties, I think. Uh, uh, this is what I was going to ask. This is something I haven't seen, but I have heard your complaint on many occasions that uh, these pay cable channels feel like they don't have to write episodes of TV. They yep. just, it's just, just titties. Yeah, it's like they write a few scenes um, to get you from titty A to titty B, is essentially mm. how it goes. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, this show is extremely guilty of that. No, it's just connecting the titty dots. That's correct, yeah. You know, I think when you connect the titty dots, it just makes one big titty, I think, if you looked at the picture when you were done. Oh, like if you step back and see what you've connected up, you're just like, ah, it's just, it's another, it's one more titty. Yeah, like with a real strong and obvious nip, you know? Yeah, I... Like a champion's nip. This, um... Oh, I mean, obviously Game of Thrones is hugely guilty of that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think some people still liked the show, well, despite that. I think what happened with Game of Thrones was they really leaned on that in like the first season, and then I don't know if the actors like got their got better contracts where they didn't have to keep showing off their bits or something, or mm. if they just like got into the got into the groove of the storytelling and didn't need to just connect the titty dots because it's been a lot less in recent seasons, less cable titties. For me, the show that was the the like the worst uh, offender in this category was the Spartacus shows. I never Did you see any of those. I've never seen them. I've scanned past them, and I would say probably about seventy percent of the time I scan past, there's uh, there are people banging. There's a lot of banging. Yeah. Um. There's uh, an unusual amount of dong. So I guess they're like e- equal opportunity. They're a little bit equal opportunity with the cable nudity. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, uh, I don't know. I wasn't in ancient Rome. Maybe this is the case. But apparently in every gladiatorial combat, the stands were uh, full of real busted looking women with like one titty swinging out of their blouse. Because <laughs> it's like every crowd shot, there's one. That's who goes, dude. Who do you think the audience is at these uh, gladiator events? It's just a bunch of topless chicks. Yeah. Uh, no, not. I mean, not topless, like... Sorry, accidentally like, topless chicks. Busting yes, out accidentally. It's a lot of accidental toplessness. <laughs> plus... Dude, uh, that's more titillating, for sure. Plus, the gladiatorial school was apparently a real fuck mansion. 
Also, Lucy Lawless is naked basically all the time. And is it the same thing where all the actors and actresses look so pristine and you think, mm, 2,000 years ago, I don't know about this. Um, they do base like, basically none of them have body hair, which is weird. <laughs> That's right. They were very, uh, conscientious about their grooming. Yeah. Penis and vagina grooming. Uh, yeah, I think they mostly have pubic hair. Like, I feel like they have to put period merkins on. Oh, okay. But, like, like, no one has chest hair in this universe. Oh, yeah, and we're talking about Mediterranean people. Right. You get lost in that stuff. I mean, you look at Jason Manzukis's beard, and then you can imagine what's going on elsewhere. <laughs> That's right. Uh... <laughs> uh, that was the worst offender for the in the cable titties realm. I... Although the show itself was not awful, it also had weird stilted dialogue. Yeah, was it just everybody trying to come up with cool catchphrases and one-liners? Apparently, it was attempting to follow patterns of actual Latin dialogue, no. but with English words. I think somebody's a liar. Yeah, but also, how careful can they have been about that? This show was on stars. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Speaking of stars, um, that show Outlander is coming back soon. And uh, that's that's uh, Marjan's that's Marjan's cable titties show. Katie Katie read all them fuck books. <laughs> that's right. This is the visual fuck book that's for Marjan. Yeah, she thinks the main guy is dreamy. Oh, some kind is of his name J- Jamie. Some no, kind no, of no. giant Scott. Right. Who's just entirely too ripped. Like, oh sure. Like what? Yeah. What was he doing in again the seventeen hundreds? Like how did CrossFit. he get fit? You know what? That's what I'm saying. How did he get so bulky? He was pushing. They didn't have tractor tires, but he was pushing a giant wagon wheel around. I know what strong men used to look like. Yeah, you know what I mean. They, maybe your arms got a little built, depending on what you were doing. Well, no. Look, that's what what real strong men still look like. That's right. Like go go ahead and watch the world's strongest man on ESPN. It's a bunch it of ain't... fat dudes with big arm muscles. Yeah, it's it's fat dudes with huge arms. <laughs> but anyway, he's he is uh, preposterously ripped. And so, uh, yeah, she's way into that, and that's coming back soon. I, I am not excited about it at all. I mean, I don't, I don't begrudge her. Like, there are so many cable titty shows just for dudes, so I don't begrudge her her visual lady fuck book. But there were two whole episodes that were heavily devoted to a dude getting raped. Oh wow! Like graphic and crazy extended scenes of a dude getting raped. Like forty minutes. That doesn't sound like a good time. Yeah, no. I was, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty much off the show forever. I don't think I can ever get back in. Yeah, I don't need to see. Like you, you can go ahead and keep implying rape. That's me. right. You can do the thing where like the door closes right as it's about to happen, and maybe you hear like a lady go, "No," and you're like, and then the scene's over, and you go, "Oh yeah, she got raped." I, I mean, I saw the. Uh... Like, that scene in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. But right. that was, like, 90 seconds. Yeah. And Marshawn's and like, enough, well, what's the, the big way. deal? They always show girls getting raped. And I'm like, yeah, I have never seen 40 minutes of a girl getting raped. In anything. But this seemed t- like it would be too much. It just kept going on. And we kept looking at each other like, man, this is still happening. Over two episodes! I'm like, this yeah. guy is still getting raped! This Marjan is crazy! Can tolerate that? I don't I don't think she liked it any more than I did actually because I remember when when blue is the warmest color <laughs> yeah was was coming out right I remember how worried she seemed that she was going to have to watch that lesbian scene yep we still haven't seen that movie which like, is fine with me I don't want to watch 3 hours of french nonsense she seems deeply disturbed by the prospect of watching a lesbian scene she she goes back and forth she'll try to use it to tempt me like, I need to go to <laughs> the cinema to see lesbian sex? <laughs> like, I have the internet. I can see whatever I want. Anything I want I, is at my fingertips. It's a horrible place we're living. Uh, we it's, famously have, I mean, we famously have, have validated this. Do not Google the phrase Cajun titty. Just don't do it. it. Don't ever Google image search any of the things we talk about here. Yeah. It's going to be a bad time for you. And incidentally, I didn't have to Google search it to know that was a bad idea, and I still haven't. <laughs> That's right. But you did. I did it. It was traumatizing. I said, Cajun titties, don't Google that. And you said, I'm going to Google it. So she'll use it to tempt me. She'll be like, what? There's like lesbian stuff in it. 
But then if that's the kind of thing where if I go, okay, then let's watch it, then she's like, oh, I don't know if I can watch that. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, make up your mind. I'm not going to watch three hours of French crap. Art but a dude crap. getting raped, she can she can handle? Yeah. Again, I don't think she liked it either, but I think she's still in on the show because that guy's so handsome. Well, I mean, just let just let me know because if that's the case, then what is what is her concern with the lesbian scene? That's right. Is she afraid that she's going to turn? I think she is. Uh, is she Dean Pelton from Community <laughs> saying, "I hope this doesn't awaken something in me"? Which <laughs> is one of the best lines in that show, because then it's just him and Dalmatians just yeah. forever after that. It did awaken something in him. Uh, it clearly did, and then at the in the at the season finale when a two Dalmatians show up, <laughs> yeah, and he, he didn't put think they were both going to respond. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Let's He's see. a very good character the in there. First... I love the one when he comes in dressed half as a man and half as a woman, and then, and then he, he realizes him, he has to go to the bank like this. <laughs> that's right. He realizes he has taken it too far, <laughs> even for himself. What am I going to say to the people at the bank? <laughs> I had good news and I had bad news. <laughs> yeah, the first two and a half, three seasons of Community are um, just really, really, really good stuff. Yeah, and I, by the way, I didn't mind the last season on Yahoo either. I thought it was pretty good. We weirdly didn't get through it. We watched like the first five episodes and then we kind of petered out and, and didn't get I, back to it. I feel like every episode of that season has a really good tag oh, yeah. at the end of the show. We, uh, I think we we probably just miss uh, Troy and Pierce. I think is what it comes. Yeah, Troy, to. Troy was great. There's the um, oh, there's that perfect uh, moment where Annie brings Troy and Abed into the psychology class mm-hmm. and makes them sit in the waiting room to see how long they'll break. <laughs> and when and Troy, Troy breaks, because the soul train his awards. legs go limp and he drags himself out. <laughs> He missed the Soul Train Awards. Yeah. <laughs> He's heartbroken. I also love when he tells Shirley, uh, I can swim racist. <laughs> yeah. Um, what were we talking about? Just shows I watch? TV, TV but, shows we're watching. Yeah. So, um, so we also have been watching the, uh, Better Call Saul. Oh, uh, in some way that is connected to uh, yeah, it's, Breaking Bad? It's the Breaking Bad uh, spinoff. It's actually a prequel about nah, his... See, uh, I, didn't, I didn't watch Breaking Bad, so of course I'm not diving into Better Call Saul, even though uh, I like that actor. Yeah, what's his name? Uh, I, I'm totally spacing. He's one, of, he's one of the singing guys from the Barbershop Quartet. For, uh, from in chock full, yes, notes. chock full of notes, chock full of notes. Um, yeah, boy, it's weird. I'm spacing on his name too. Um, that's Odenkirk? actually yes, that's right, Odenkirk, Bob Odenkirk. He's um, that's actually the best show on TV, as far as I can tell. Oh, really? It's um, just like Breaking Bad. It's really well paced. It's. The writing's really good. The characters seem believable and realistic. Their motivations and actions are realistic. They don't use band-aids to write themselves in and out of plots. Mm. And it doesn't try to be bigger than it is. It doesn't even try to be anywhere near as big as Breaking Bad did. It is really it is a, bummer? a small story just, that's just done really well. Almost like he, the guy the guy who made it... like. Learned even more lessons from making Breaking Bad and made made a better show, really. But not as exciting. Like there's so far, there hasn't been like a lot of big who, moments who or Breaking twists Bad? or anything. It has a name that sounds like another name, right? What's up? The guy who made Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's um. Like every time I hear his name, I think, oh wait, no, that's not the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's uh. <sighs> Gilligan. I don't remember. I'll just you know what I like Gilligan so much I'm not even gonna just look call him, that, so. just call him Gilligan. <laughs> I think it's Vince Vince Gilligan, which sounds like Vince Gill, the yeah. dumb country singer or whatever. Was that is that the connection you were implying? Uh, yeah, I guess that must be what it is. Yeah. Anyway, really really good show. Um, so you should watch Breaking Bad and then watch that. 
that's my but is it a bummer see this is the problem so me. far well okay so all of the problems are kind of of his own making he's the kind of he keeps sabotaging himself so you don't really feel that i don't feel that bad for him and i don't think you're supposed to really feel bad for anybody else it's more just it's more just really good it's just well written yeah, but I mean, like, all of the main character's problems in Weeds are her own making, too. I fucking hated that. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a super bummer. Breaking Bad's way more of a bummer. But again, okay. we're only a couple yeah. of seasons into Better Call Saul. So but this knows. is the problem. If I'm supposed to watch Breaking Bad first, I have to put up with that. Yeah, you do. But you really should watch it. I, I yeah, just, I, I hate. I know it sucks such... when people tell you that you should do something, or that you have to, but it's... I just cannot waste any of my life on bummers anymore. Oh, here, I got it. It's just like Babylon 5. That's it. You have to get through the whole first season? You do, actually. It's true. (laughs) The first season's kind of slow. It's just like Babylon 5, end of critique. That's pretty good, right? I mean, I don't know. I feel like I I sold it. I've not successfully rewatched Babylon 5 lately, either. It's weird it hasn't been working in any of my client meetings. I just try to tell them that what the, that what I'm trying to hawk is just like Babylon 5. Our network 5. services that we offer are just like <laughs> Babylon 5. And then I just wait. And I, I have mean, often been escorted out. Do you mean I, I, like I have to watch like an INN snow job? <laughs> I mean, do I have to tap the back of my hand to talk? What are you talking about? In what way? I would love it if I ran into the one person who actually knew about Babylon 5, and so he had some possible ideas in his head about what that meant. Are Penn and Teller going to be on there as Rebo and Zooty? What, what are you talking about? That wasn't Can good I enough watch for you? Daffy Duck cartoons. I feel like that should have been enough. You should you should already be queuing it up so that as soon as we're done here, you should be watching it because it's basically Babylon 5. Well, I mean, Katie, Katie would love to be able to watch Breaking Bad, I'm sure. <laughs> Why doesn't she just watch it? She should. Yeah. She's watching The X-Files. She's watching it right now. Oh, wow. Did, yeah. did you guys watch the new X-Files that happened? Well, no, we haven't watched the old ones. So what? I didn't watch the old ones. I got roped into watching the new ones. I don't think it matters. Uh, oh, it oh in fact, I know it doesn't matter because they say 50 times an episode, we're Agents Mulder and Scully, and we investigate alien nonsense. Like, they tell you the whole story every episode. And, by the way, they constantly refer to each other by their full names, which is how you know it's fantastic writing. Yeah, okay, look, that was never going to be the problem. The problem was not, I don't know the names of the main characters of the X-Files or the premise of the show, because I was alive in the 90s. So well, that's what I'm I saying. Was... So what are you worried about? What's going to happen? Well, there's I mean, it's there's like, no what recurring if there's content. No, nah, there's not. Nah, I, I watched it. What if the aliens did something in season 5 and I need to know about it? Every once in a while, I'd go, is that something, did that, does something happen in the past, or am I, is it, no, we're good? Okay, no, we're good. Because Marjan watched all the old X-Files, and she, I don't, I don't think there's any continuity. But there is a lot of Joel McHale. What? Joel McHale's in the new X-Files, he's in, like, all the episodes. Is he too muscular? Uh... For his head? <laughs> yes. That's the actual yeah, you problem. See, yes. I was thinking, I was like, I don't know, is he too muscular? But then he's it for his head. And went, yeah, it looks like he's got a little pea head. Yeah, the shoulders are too wide for his head. That's, That's right. the problem with him. <laughs> he's too tall to be that muscular. It doesn't look right. Yeah. Yeah, he's in that... Um... I don't think you need to... Anyway, I was just asking if you guys had seen it. Go Feel free to go watch all the old X-Files, five million episodes. Didn't that thing run forever? Yeah, well, she's in season two, so she's like... You know, just like a fifth of the way there. Um, we talked no, about. No, uh, you know what we tried to watch, mm. uh, and we watched like three or four episodes of, and then I said, "No, you. If you want to watch this, you can watch the rest without me." Making a murderer. Mm, I have that on my Netflix queue, but I have not gotten around to it. Well, it's a bummer. It's also a bummer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Except it's it's even worse because it's like a real life bummer because it's a documentary. Right. Yeah, those are actually much more of a bummer. Get yeah. me. Well, I got bummed out. Yeah, I see. I don't know if I'm as. I don't sound like I'm as bad as you or as sensitive to it as you are. There are times when I have to cut out the bummer shows. Like, all right, I just watched enough of this bummer show. I'm going to take a break and watch something that's just easy, Ac- action schlock or comedy or something. Mm-hmm. But it seems like you are uh, really unwilling to jump into anything that's uh, 
That could yep, possibly be a uh, bummer. Uh, look, I could just, in the time that one of these bummer shows runs, I could watch four and a half episodes of Adventure Time. <laughs> That's true. You know, those are sometimes weirdly a bummer. Okay, but... But they're only a bummer know, for a minute, because then they abruptly end and the next episode starts. Yeah. But there have been times where, right before it ended, I went, oh, that's kind of dark. Oh, there's some dark stuff in there for sure. <laughs> and then it ends and you go, all right, I guess that's what we're going with. Yeah, um, maybe that was a bad example. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because there have definitely been times where I have told Marshawn that I need to adjust the her DVD queue. It's obviously a streaming queue, we can watch whatever, but sometimes I have to go in and reorder the old school DVD queue because something, we've had like too many dark, tragic movies about little kids getting murdered or something. And it's like, alright, let's just, let's watch something easy. Oh, you guys don't just have the same two DVDs sitting in front of your TV forever? Um, I will say that in the last year we probably watched like five movies on DVD. Yeah. Well, movies are so hit and miss because I hate watching movies. Yes, I think we went over this last time. I think so. I, I still hate it. I hope you don't like movies. Like, in the movie theater, where there's nothing to do but watch the movie, no problem for me. Yeah. But in then my own you're house, home, not, not flying. Yeah, you, you got other shit you want to do instead. Um, we talked about the uh, the two Comedy Central shows, Workaholics and uh, Broad City. Have you seen Idiot Sitter? I've never even heard of Idiot Sitter. So Idiot Sitter um, is starring... Jillian from Workaholics. Oh, I like her and in Workaholics. The show is, uh, I'd say it, it works perfectly with Broad City and Workaholics. It's there. We definitely enjoyed the first season. It's about um, a girl who's a total moron and who's under house arrest. And another girl who has to come and tutor her because for some Billy Madison reasons, she has to get her GED. For some okay. reason. What what who does Jillian play? The 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 idiot under house arrest. Okay. And she's uh super rich. Her rich dad is Stephen Root. Oh, it's got Stephen Root in it? Yeah, as her as her uh rich dad. You know, he pops up every once in a while in Brooklyn nine nine. I've seen him as um as uh Charles's dad. Yeah, good casting by the way. What's his name in that show? Uh Lynn. Lynn. Lynn Boyle. <laughs> that was a really good choice. <laughs> oh yeah, super good choice. <laughs> And also, um, what's his name? Manzukis has been in uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine this season. So. Yeah, lately. It's been good. Uh, yeah, so I guess we've been watching that, too. We we mostly watch that on uh, on Hulu. You know, we don't, yeah, we, watch we that on Hulu. That's See, that's why I can watch something that's coming out. Yeah. Like, if it's on Hulu. Yeah, we haven't DVR'd that for some reason. So, like that, and um, I think we've seen everything so far this season from the Mindy Project. Yeah, I don't know if Marjan's been keeping up with that. I bowed out. Uh, you know, it's not as bad as I, I expected it would be terrible because I hated her character on The Office. So uh, we watched a couple seasons and it was it was fairly funny. And then it just started to get way too um, melodramatic and romantic comedy. It did get real romantic comedy. And that's when I just went, ah, I'm good. Like I'm Maybe that's what I can't stand. Like the way you don't want to watch any bummers, I don't want to watch any romantic comedies. Because I just, I no, bowed maybe. right out. I let her watch it herself. So I don't know if she's keeping up with that or not. Uh, and the only thing we've added to the DVR lately is RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, oh boy. But that's so... Uh, so Katie has a gay boss, and also her best work friend is a gay man. So she just And her tried... gay boss told her that she had to do gay homework. <laughs> I was gonna say, she's... If she was gonna keep being this guy's best friend. Right. So now, literally, it is her homework to watch RuPaul's Drag Race. God, that sounds like the worst homework. I've had some dumb homework, but... Uh, that's even worse than when Mr. Fairy told me I had to write a book report on either The Catcher in the Rye or his book about little kids Blood fingering Rock. each other. No, the other one. Oh. Not Blood Rock, but the other one. Blossom River Drive or whatever it was called. Shit, man. I didn't even know that one existed. Oh, yeah. It was a, Blood Rock. a gross book about like two eight-year-olds who finger the shit out of each other. Ah, oh, that guy was weird. You know, in Mr. Fairy fashion. <laughs> yeah. Well, nude man. So I'm saying, watching... RuPaul Drag Race as your homework is worse than when he said you can watch uh, you can either read uh, the American classic uh, you, you can read Catcher in the Rye or you can read my book which is on the same level as Catcher in the Rye <laughs> that's probably the same probably which not was the same. so galling that the report I wrote was all about what an egomaniacal bastard he was 
for making that the choice, and then I got 105 out of 100. Yeah. Because he liked that kind of thing. He liked a little sass. <laughs> yes, he did. That's probably what was on the nude men tape, was men being sassy. <laughs> That's right. There was a tape. There was a tape we saw. It just said nude men. <laughs> Like why? Why would you label it that? <laughs> oh, that—that's my collection of nude men. It just what the hell? Yes, why label it that? And why was that in the classroom? I don't know. <sighs> it's men. inexplicable. I totally forgot that. <clears throat> uh, so the second best show oh. on TV is The Americans. Man, you watched like eight shows and you you didn't start with the good ones? No. No, look, uh, just jumping around here. The Americans. That show's also really good. Here's it's the a, problem with The Americans. It's an espionage show, right? Yeah, about uh, a couple of Russians uh, living in D.C. in the 80s, posing as like an all-American family, but really putting on a lot of terrible 80s wigs and going out and doing espionage for the Soviet Union. Um... There's only one problem with this show that I can tell, and that it is every single episode I'm confused about what mission they're on. They are, like, suddenly in the middle of some espionage, and they're undercover, and one of them's wearing a dumb wig or some fake glasses or something, and they're, like, stealing something from somebody or killing somebody, but they have not bothered to explain to you what they're doing. You're just supposed to figure it out in mid-heist or whatever, and I'm always just spending the whole time going, I have no idea what's happening. Why are they attacking that guy? Who is that guy? Do we know because this guy? Was really, he in another episode? It's not really about that stuff. Exactly. But to you, you're like, but I want to know. <laughs> exactly. And the whole time I think I've missed it, but then when I go back, I'll rewind and go back, and there's no explanation. It's just we're in the middle of it. They're stealing something. I don't know what it is. It'd be cool if it was like all 80s missions that in the in retrospect didn't really make sense. Like, we have to steal these Kitar plans. <laughs> That's I mean, that one doesn't make any sense, even in the 80s, but... Well, there is a lot of there's a lot of stuff about, um, like, stealth technology and um, Star oh, Wars. All, all kind of stuff that was invented in the 70s, you mean? Yes, yes. But maybe the Russia still didn't have any idea about. I guess. And, like, yeah, and, like, Star Wars and, like, stuff like that, where they were, they're t- trying to be, trying to bring up some 80s stuff that they can be doing. But most of the time, they don't even really, they don't, even after the fact, they don't really explain to you what they did. Just like, oh yeah, no, they, they killed some dude and they took some stuff. Anyway, it's a family drama. That's what it always comes back to. Mm. Is there a lot of 80s music in it? Yeah, for sure. And, um, um, a lot of old cars. Eight, like a lot of 80s cars driving around. It was the ugliest era for cars. The, so. the, but no, the 90s was worse. Like, yeah, okay, there are some really bad 90s Oh, the cars. 80s was bad, but the 90s was real bad. Well, you're right, because I always think of the 90s Mustang, and then I go, oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. 90s Mustang was rough. Um, But uh, but really good show. I, I think the performances are really good. Um, It's got the guy who I could just call Russian face, because he, <laughs> he makes a good Russian face. I've seen your Russian face impression. It's he not looks bad. like just the right amount of. Am I gonna shit or puke? <laughs> like you can't tell. You can't. You can tell that he doesn't know which end it's gonna come out of. But he is sick in some way. Maybe like Manzukas's character. Sometimes when I shit, I puke. Bleak, sometimes when he shits, he pukes. <laughs> oh, my, one of my favorite lines from that show. <laughs> That's his warning to them. Ah, sometimes when I shit, I puke. I think it's actually the other way around. Sometimes when I puke, I shit. Yeah, because later, sometimes when he shits, he comes. Oh, that's right. And then when uh, Taco has the brown note uh, played. The other one is when they fake have the fight at the bar between um, (laughs) Pete and uh, and Andre in order to, I don't know... Make sure Rafi doesn't join the league or something. I don't even remember what it was about. But Rafi goes out there, throws a knife down. He throws the table knife on the ground. Go for the knife. Yeah, (laughs) always makes me. That is a great character. (laughs) Um, and like probably the least disturbing depiction of incest on TV. And I don't know why that is. Like he's so into his sister. Yeah. But for some reason, it's not bothersome. It just must be the the comedic note, the comedic effect of it. Yeah, I guess so. Rather than the very straight take that um, both Dexter and Game of Thrones take on it. 
Because for a while there, every show on TV was just like, what? Incest is the new fad. You don't like incest? You're supposed to root for them. It's like, well, I... You like them both. I don't understand. I I don't think I can root for this. It's just, I I guess I'm old school, man. I bet all the millennials love all this incest shit. Maybe that's what it is. Fucking millennials. Uh, And then just to finish the TV roundup, there are comedies. You know, Fresh Off the Boat. That's a good one. I wish Fresh Off the Boat was more about the kids than the adults, which I almost never wish, but... The, that doesn't make sense. It's a sitcom, right? Yes, exactly. The kids are the worst part of a sitcom. This is the first time I've ever felt this way, because the kid has some hella weird friends. The main oh. kid has some hella weird friends that creep me out. They're like He's got like this little white friend who always dresses like Jim Carrey from The Mask. What? <laughs> I just, is, I'm sorry. Is this a is that show a period show? It's yes. It's about like the mid '90s in Orlando. Okay. It's about an Asian family in like Orlando in yeah in like 1994, 1995 or something. And so it's like it always dresses like Jim Carrey's character from The Mask, and it's a little I guess creeper. It's funny if it's period, and it would be insane if it wasn't period. <laughs> yes. Like who showed that kid the mask? That's right. They don't even have that on DVD. And I don't know what he... He's, I just call him a creature. I don't know what he is. I don't know... I think he must have a syndrome or something. Something is wrong with that kid. And I want to see a lot more of him. And then he's got a, like a taller white friend who is a creeper in a totally different way. And um, and then he's got like a ginger friend who always wears a Cleveland Browns jacket. Anyway, I enjoy him and his friends. And then the new girl we're keeping up with, even though it's not good anymore. I heard I haven't seen the latest season, but I've heard it was not as good. Well, they did a weird thing where like the show's called New Girl. It's about this one specific girl. She's not going to be in it this season. She's just what? you know she's busy. I don't know what she was doing. She was pregnant or what? But she like wasn't in like eight episodes in a row. Yeah, that's no good. The show was literally about her. Uh, for me, it kind of went off the rails when they brought uh, Coach the Wayans. Yeah, they brought Coach whichever Wayans that is back. Yeah. Well, I can tell you why, because these writers don't know what to do with two black characters. I mean, they didn't really know what to do with one. They don't know what to do yeah, with Winston. They just made him weird as shit and left I him really on his own. I really like Winston. I like all the ways that he's weird. I like Winston, too. I like how he is incapable of uh, a normal level of pranking someone. <laughs> it's always hit someone in the neck with a ski or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, I like Winston. I just I feel like they don't know what, they don't have anything for him. So they just make him weird on his own, aside. Like, the Winston plot is always just Winston being weird. Um, so when they brought back Coach, they're like, oh, God, there's like, there's two blacks. What do we do with them? So they didn't have anything for him. Um, and then we, we still watch The Modern Family, even though it's also, uh, maybe not. Uh, I think it's exactly the same as it was, and maybe that's just not fresh anymore. Yeah, for me, Modern Family was never, like, exciting. Yeah. Though it had funny moments, for sure. Yeah. I've definitely... I I feel like it's just solid. Like, we just turn it on and it's... You know, it's fine. But it's another one of these documentary shows where it's like... I mean, as with Parks and Rec, which it clearly is a documentary. Right. Like, but, but what is the documentary? Like, <laughs> right. what is this that they're filming? I would like to see the finished product. They have so many hours of footage. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's like at the office, they eventually show, like they eventually wrapped the documentary yeah. that they were making, and it's like, wait, you guys were recording uh, every day for seven years? Yeah, like what happened? This like, is like the, the you did not choose a good subject. Who paid for this documentary? It exactly. makes no sense. Who commissioned this documentary about this paper company? What? What? For what reason? Yeah. So yeah, same thing with. Parks and Rec and Modern Family. But Modern Family, I think, of all of those, pays the least attention to it. They never bother explaining it all. It's just format for that show. Yes, they never bother explaining at all, in any way, what the talking head sessions are. Right. Or why they exist. But they're they're very obviously there. Yeah. Like, and they're... I mean, it's set up as if, uh, yeah, I, it just, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, and I think that by the time Modern Family came on, they figured, you know, it doesn't have to make sense. People like this format. That's right. For some reason, this is its own thing now. We don't, it, doesn't have to make, it didn't make sense the first time it happened, and uh, it makes less sense every time, but that's totally fine. 
Like, I think we covered every show on television. I think. If if you listening at home can think of a show that we didn't mention, f- feel free to let us know. I mean, they added a new collection of Good Eats to uh to Netflix. They so needed that's to. Really what I've been watching. They needed to, because they didn't just release all the episodes. They're like, here's like a weird collection of random episodes. No, Food Network sucks. Yeah. Like you can't. You even when I was buying DVDs, you couldn't just like buy a season of Good Eats. Yeah, You'd I like, would. Oh, I three... would actually watch that. I would watch all of the Good Eats. Right. Exactly. No, here's three Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Sure. Great. But give me all, just all of them from the beginning to the end, please. Yeah. I mean, you made them all for a fucking reason. Let me see them. Same thing with like uh, MythBusters. For a long time, it was like only collections came out. Yes. Yeah. Like, why? Okay, cool. I get to watch all of these random MythBusters. Just show me all of them. They're all the same. There's not like one that's the quality of one episode was much better than the other ones. Yeah. Sometimes like, you don't uh, like the myths, but that's all. Yeah. Like they would have sold so many more DVDs. Yeah. To me. <laughs> that's right. Specifically to you. You might have just made up any shortfall they were worried about. I think you would have. You would have handled. But I, I. But now it's like. What are you doing? Why would you not just put all of Good Eats on Netflix? Like, you don't air it anymore. You're not making new ones. It's free money at this point. That's right. Yeah, Food Network. Idiots. Get it together, scripts. Yeah. No, but yeah, we really did talk about... uh, (laughs) Every television show. Every television show and nothing but television shows this week. Well, no, no, because we totally covered that Star Wars trailer in the beginning. Oh, yeah. We, We crushed that, in fact. We should record our shows early in the morning when I still have the energy to be angry about stuff, because I was hot this morning about this dumb trailer. Hey, it took you a lot less time to get over your anger for that than it than your Groppler Zorn anger, which Fuck. your anger about Groppler Zorn went on for like 15 years. From our unreleased pilot episode? Sure. But I mean, yeah. just in general, I mean, we talk, we've talked about it many times before, just between the two of us, uh, that you, uh, for a long time... That pilot episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It really, you were really angry about William Riker, the character. His behavior to Grappler Zorn, I I thought was it's rude, inexcusable. Frankly, he was. Now rude. I think a lot of it might be conditioning. Yeah. Now you don't blame him so much. You blame society. You have really come a long way. I guess you've maybe turned, I've grown. You've turned into maybe a, I've grown since 1987. <laughs> you've turned into a goddamn hippie. Is what it sounds like. <laughs> oh, he was conditioned by society. What about personal responsibility? When did we pick up on Star Trek in like '91 or so? You got it. You got to it earlier than than me and Sarah did, but it was already like yeah, it must have been season three or four or five or something. Whatever Ensigns of Command. Hold on, I can find. I out. think that's season three. Right. That's you got when to that I pretty early because I don't. I still swear the first episode I ever saw was Masterpiece Society. Which must have been season five, maybe? So, the first episode of this I ever saw was definitely in our old, old apartment on Lexington Drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have been. Ensigns of Command aired on October 2nd, 1989. Okay. That would have been before we had a Nintendo. <laughs> so I think I must have caught that in a rerun. <laughs> Oh, I think you I did. I think we already had a Nintendo. I think you did, then. yeah. I don't think you saw it, like, first run or whatever. Yeah, plus I would have been eight. Yeah. I definitely remember... So I can't... I don't know... This is... I, I appreciate everybody's indulgence. Um, I don't know if that episode uh, that I said, um, Masterpiece Society, was the first one I saw or just the first one I remember seeing. But I definitely remember watching it at Wilton Drive. So you don't have any memories of watching it in our old Lexington Drive place? No. Not at all. But either way, you carried that Grappler's Zorn anger way too long. Or the Riker anger about Grappler's Zorn. Yeah, I guess so. Masterpiece Society first aired uh, February 10, 92. Uh, we were not actually in Wilton Drive by then, but... So then maybe so again, I saw it, in, saw it in reruns. Yeah, reruns. I mean, we moved like a month later. Again, people, this show's not for you. I am nope. talking to my brother... It's okay. There's no people. <laughs> it's a brother date. Hey, no people. This isn't for you. This is a brother date where I am allowed, since incest is cool now, <laughs> to have a date with my brother, and yep. I don't have to be judged anymore because of millennials. Yeah. 
let's get let's get a new uh tag for the show that says that brother date is a no judgment zone that's right it is it really by is. which i mean you can't judge us yes we will, we judge, will judge everything yes we will judge you everything that you hold dear we will judge ideas that you used to hold and no longer do we'll still judge them oh yeah those are the worst ideas by the way yeah we don't abandon it why don't you get a backbone how about that if it was a good idea you'd still believe it that's right idiot you were dumb, dumb for having dumb. that dumb, dumb idea. idiot dummy so can people like find us now where do they find us uh, you can uh, find us on iTunes if you search for Brother Date. We come up number two. Nice. Right dude. after My Brother, My Brother, and Me. But you like that podcast. I do. That is very fortunate for you. It may be because they have like a shitload of listeners, or they have like 300 episodes. Whatever. Or a long tenure. But hey, Big that's brag. not too bad. Yeah, number two, everybody. There could be a lot of podcasts about brothers. Turns out there aren't that many. What I heard is that we are the number two podcast. So We are the <laughs> the nation's number two podcast. That's pretty good. If you search for the exact name of our podcast. Okay, it's my first try, and I'm doing so good at it. That's, yeah, that is pretty good. Right mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. Uh, we also have a website, brotherdate.com. That's where you can mostly just find episodes, right? And we're on Twitter at brotherdate. Please tweet us. If you tweet us, we'll read it. Oh, that is 100%. We uh, we do not have, like, a plan for this show. <laughs> There's or, no. like, how long it should be or what we're going to say. So, yeah, we definitely would read tweets. Just at least to break up a 50-minute right conversation about, like, what shows I watched this week. Yeah, I don't know if you thought this was, like, a well-planned out, prepared show, but it is not. No, it really is not. But this is only episode two. Yeah, I assume, well, one... We're going to get a lot better. And two, we're going straight to the top. Watch out, other brother show. What's it called? Bro- My brother Sam is dead. That's right. Watch out. <laughs> Historical fiction novel. <laughs> My brother Sam is dead. And watch out, eighth graders everywhere. How good would that podcast be? My brother Sam is dead cast? Yes. And what you I'm mean imagining, like where we just read just, a chapter every week? Just yeah, No, just real quick. Just what I imagine is that one person on the podcast pretends to be one of the characters and one of the other, the other person on the podcast pretends to be a different character. And then you just do a regular podcast. Maybe that'll be our special hundredth episode <laughs> podcast. Is we'll just do it in character as the, as the brothers. <laughs> that ah. gives us plenty of time to reread the book. That's right. I'm going to get started. I just have to finish him Zadi and I'm going to get right on that. Also, also, I will probably say, I'm Sam, a lot. <laughs> My name's Sam. I'll refer to you as Sam every line, like this is an episode of X-Files. It's Revolutionary War Times. Okay, well, it's, since this is Revolutionary War Times, Sam. Every time. What did you think about the latest Federalist paper? <laughs> Alright, we gotta get out of here. Let's get out, people. Yeah, peace out. Good times. That's probably what was on the nude men tape, was men being sassy. That's right. There was a tape. There was a tape we saw. It just said nude men. Why why would you label it that? Nude men.